Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. EJ, EJ, patience, my man. We're here. 11 and 1. So I apologize for being late. Blame it on Omar. Hi, everyone. It is, it is my fault. It is my fault. Um, well, it's also my, my my being very loyal and not wanting to start without Omar. How's that? Does that make it be- is that better? You will never start without me. Oh, oh man. That, that's that's a dare if I ever if I ever saw one. Uh Hold on. Let me, oh. I apologize. Let me figure out what I'm doing there. There we go. All right. Okay, it's okay. We are we are live, as we said. It's episode one forty seven of the All Dolphins podcast. We're going to make it brief with our trip back in time. Uh, the first time around, the number forty seven who was recognized was Glenn Blackwood, whose brother Lyle also was a member of the Dolphins. I'm going to go with a guy who here this time who only played one season for the Dolphins, but to me was a great human interest story. I would hope, Omar, that you know the name. I am talking about running back Robert Edwards. And here's the backstory for those not familiar. Robert Edwards was a first-round pick of the New England Patriots who, out of Georgia, who was great as a rookie, went to the Pro Bowl, and at the time they had a beach flag football, touch football game uh, among some players, and while playing in that particular game. Oh, that uh, dude. I'm like, shredded. Yeah, shredded his knee, uh, was out of football for like a year and a half, got some time in the Canadian Football League. The Dolphins signed him. Wasn't he like a good back in camp too? Well, he, he didn't have the same explosiveness. He was always like a really oh, good back. Oh, the Dolphins got him on the rebound. They did. They got him in the rebound. And in the twenty sorry 2002 season opener against the Detroit Lions, Ricky Williams' first game, it was a blowout. The Dolphins won 49-21. And in the second half, Robert Edwards caught two touchdown passes. Um, unfortunately, didn't do a whole lot. Uh, did wind up with some more years in the CFL, I want to say. Um, but it was just a very interesting human interest story. And not not surprisingly, that that uh, beach little football game at the, at the Pro Bowl disappeared very quickly thereafter. Yeah, but now they have the skills competition, which I think it's cool. Um, I've seen Tyreek get beaten in a, in a race by Micah Parsons. Now Tyreek wasn't really trying, 
But Micah Parsons continues to hold that up as his trophy that he's the fastest man in the NFL because he beat Tyreek. But to that point, um, I wanted to see and was seeking out Tyreek in the locker room Friday. Unfortunately, he didn't come in because he's 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 clearly doing rehab for that ankle injury. But, you know, as Mike McDaniel says, the best way to turn Tyreek into the cheetah is because they're two different people. If you want to turn Tyreek into the cheetah, you've got to make it competitive. And I did want to bring it to his attention that he is no longer the NFL's fastest man, uh, that his buddy DK Metcalf, who Tyreek says has been ducking him uh, for a race during the offseason, is now officially the NFL's fastest man. I'm sure they have exchanged a text message uh, talking smack. Um, but I, I did want to bring it to his attention and see if I can bring out the cheetah just just to benefit Dolphin fans, of course, because selfishly, I, I only care about Dolphin fans and, and their success. But if you do know Tyreek, make sure you mention that DK Metcalf is now officially the fastest man in the NFL. And if I may add, I, I hope that Tyreek doesn't put in his head to top that number this week when they're playing at Washington. Hold on. Dude, you're already giving me a look. Be, hold on, because there's rain in the forecast. Oh. The, poss the possibility is if the field is wet, I don't want Tyreek doing something unnecessarily dangerous that, that could injure him. Wait until he's back home in Miami. Hey, they play a Monday night game next week. That would be the perfect showcase for, for Tyreek to regain. Plus, he's not healthy. Uh, watched him all week. Kind of struggled to slow down on that ankle. Um, you... You are being the responsible elder statesman, the AARP card holder, by bringing responsibility to the table, and I appreciate that. Why you got to throw out AARP in my face like that? Oh, sorry. I'm just saying, confirm I'm, or deny whether you have a card or not. I'm playing. I'm playing. I, somebody pointed out, actually, you don't have to be 50 anymore to get it. So, so there you oh, go. Oh, damn, it's just 50? I'm close. I'm real close. It's, it's just 50? Wow, damn, you went there, huh? I'm just saying, I, I didn't I thought it was 65. Like oh damn, you're gonna do me like that? Jesus. <laughs> damn, don't put in any more more years on me than I already have. All right. All right. Um, welcome to the live edition of the All Dolphins podcast. Um, we definitely want you to, to line up your questions here. This 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 day, as you guys are know and are aware, is about you. So we answer your questions. And I started answering questions last night, as Poupard knows, and warned me and asked me to stop. Um, I did not ask you, no, no, uh, mm. you know, you know how much how much I hate incorrect facts. Is, you want to tell? You want to say exactly what I said? You said be careful. Thank you. Okay. I didn't say stop. I said be careful. I don't drink that much anymore. So I, I, I don't drink. And just so this is on the record, I don't drink because I get migraines from alcohol. And I haven't figured out what particular alcohol. It's not hangovers or it's just it's just any kind of wine without a doubt is going to give me migraine. Like ten, five minutes into drinking it, migraine. Um, last night, uh, Funky Buddha sent me um, the, you know, perfect season, undefeated 1972 um, bubbly that they that they usually send me. And so I said, you know, I need to I need to unwind and sort of celebrate um discovery of 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 things that are important well not really important to me but things that i needed to discover and so i popped it open and was drinking while watching some sports and i decided to answer some questions now 
let's fast forward into the real story, which why people are here. Let me actually tweet out. You you filibuster while I tweet out I that I'm about to answer. People are here. People are here to see to see me. And you're they just, are. They are. You're actually. just a sidekick. Who we can? I'm, you. Uh, th there are people who love you, Alan. Oh, I don't know why wife, you don't. My wife loves me, and my kids love me. So, uh, no, I, there and there are some people out there, and I appreciate everyone. I, dude, I appreciate even the ones who disagree with me. I don't particularly care for the name calling. Seriously, you can disagree with my point. Tell me, I, you can even say I know nothing about football. That's fine. When you throw out disgrace or clown or stuff like that, that's that's over the. Yeah, time. no, I, I'm always with you on that. Disrespect. I don't mind we having a difference of opinion. What my issue is is disrespect, and we could we could have a disagreement. We disagree all the time. We treat each other with respect. We treat each other with class. Same thing with all of our media cohorts. If people think we're entertaining, they should see a whole room of us. Barry, um, Adam, David, Daniel, uh, Chris. We've always said we should we've always said we should turn it into a show. Yep. Um hard, it, media, hard media knocks. <laughs> hard, I know hard I know we entertain hard knocks quite a bit. Because we we don't pay attention to them, but you know it'll never make any of the any of the episodes. But they they sit there and they're just like ob obsessed with our conversations, as you know we we generally fight about different things. Um, but speaking of disrespect, a lot of people know probably based from past experience um, with Brian Flores. They know I was suspended during the Brian Flores era. That's just, I've been suspended during every era. It's, that's not a big deal. I get suspended for little foolish things that. Omar, you want, you want to explain to the folks what, what suspended in this particular context means? Suspended means you can't come to practice or participate in games or whatever for a week, whatever. Um, credential removal for. Credential removal. And it's usually to punish you for something that you did or you said or whatever. I don't, you know, um, I've been punished for saying Michael Dieter was playing center when Michael Dieter was playing center, but I wasn't supposed to d d reveal that. I've been punished for other kind of foolishness. Um, I'm unfortunately I'm viewed as the bad boy, um, so. What do you what do you like shaking your head yes for? You, are you not the who who skews the line when it comes to following rules more than you do? Thank you. There's somebody. <laughs> I just can't think of that person at the present moment. Okay. Okay. But there is somebody. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just stating facts. That's all. It's what I do here. Okay. So here is here's what my. I, me and Brian Flores, we never really got along, but that's, we never had a tiff. The tiff was, he, Brian Flores was running an RPO offense, and I had spent months and months and months studying RPO offense. This is back when, um, when he, when Chan Gailey basically said, yeah, nah, I'm not working for you anymore, dude, I'm out, deuces. Um, and then he hired Studesville and George Gatsy. There you go. George Gotzi as the co-offensive coordinator, really because he couldn't hire anybody else because nobody else wanted to work for him. And, and, that's, and, and he hired Charlie Fry as QB coach, I believe. Yeah, and that's that's the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd studied RPO, not necessarily for Brian Flores, but I'd studied it because it would have been 
the epicenter of what Tua had run his entire career. And for me to understand Tua, I needed to understand RPO. Study, 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 study. Learn, learn, learn. Talk to different coaches because I need to get it, okay? And RPO is still an element the Dolphins use, but the offense isn't really based on it anymore. Tua is the case study. They teach RPO offenses on the college and high school level using Tua Tonga-Valoa's film. That I mean, and this is not a this is not opinion. This is fact. Like there are coaching tapes that are built to teach coaches the RPO, and it uses Alabama Tua Tonga Vailoa film. Okay, because he is the perfect prototype of the orchestrator of the RPO. Okay, let's let's move that. So I write this story for our season preview basically explaining the RPO, the different elements, the different triggers, the different identifications. And according to Brian Flores, it was way too detailed, way too thorough. And I deserve to be suspended because I made up a hypothetical play to give an example and paint a picture of the RPO based on players who, based on in his explanation, something that I'd seen on the field, when in reality, all of the players that I used had never been on the field together um, because one of the players was injured. Um, maybe more than one of the players was injured, but because I used a hypothetical play that might or might not be in their playbook, just based off my knowledge of the RPO. And I put and here's the funny thing. It was Jakeem Grant in motion, which I had never seen. You know, how I feel about Jakeem Grant, but I just use this as a goddamn example. And, and Jakeem Grant, me putting Jakeem Grant in motion is what got me suspended. And why would you use Jakeem Grant? But the suspension doesn't bother me. It is what it is. Not my first, won't be my last. Um, Pupard has told me, do not get suspended. So I'm not getting suspended. Pupard watches me and makes sure that I don't walk up to the line. I'm a good boy. I'm a very good boy. Okay. Who's your good boy? Yeah. The issue that I had was the fact that Brian Flores wanted to talk. He didn't want to listen. Yelling. You don't talk to a grown man like that. I don't give a, sorry. I don't care what your position is. I don't care. You're One, you're not my boss. Two, you're not my daddy. And I'm a grown man too. And that was at the epicenter. And I said to him, you're not going to talk to me like that. I'm not your child. I'm not, uh, and I'm, I'm, and, and I'm not your, I'm not one of your players. It's not going to happen. That led to back and forth. And you need to talk to my boss and this and this and this and this. And oh, you, you, you're not going to, you know, but there's a certain way that you talk to people in this world that it crosses a line. And Brian Flores had crossed that line with me. And to that point, we could never be friends. And unfortunately, what I learned was that I was not the only person that was subjected to that abuse. And in fact, Tua Tonga-Valoa had been consistently subjected to that type of abuse. And it came to a head in the Tennessee loss. Timeout. Can I interject very quickly here? Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt your story, but and the big difference there is Tua technically was his employee. You were not his employee. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. But still... Two as a man. I, I don't think yeah. I don't think in, in this era of 
and it's it's weird to say this, but I do truly do believe this. In this era of players, the Bill Parcells do, that will not survive. In this era of players, the Bill Belichick's will not survive. In this era of players, anybody who's raised up under Bill Belichick will not survive. Which is why when people ask me, is Brian Flores, should he become a head coach again? I say two things to that. One, will he learn? Will he mature and learn how to t- treat people better? And two, can he hire an offensive staff? Because ultimately, nobody wanted to work for Ryan Flores. And that was ultimately what led to his demise. Charlie, Wy- Char- uh, Chan Gailey, um, from based on what I was told, Chan Gailey was a hire made by Chris Greer as a favor to people, to, to some, to who hired Chris Greer. So, and they made that connection. And then when that blew up on him, and it was a pretty good offense, but when that blew up on him and he didn't want to work for him, he struggled getting getting another hire. Now, could he make connections and 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 find somebody who's going to be a great hire? Absolutely. And for the record, I do support his lawsuit because I do believe a lot of those things are factual. Like, I'm sorry, but the NFL does hire minorities for bad jobs and put them in bad situations. Did the Miami Dolphins? Hire Brian Flores with the intent of him to tank the season. Absolutely. They were intentionally sabotaging their own team. According to Brian Flores, who I I interviewed on I Am Athlete, and we had some tips during that conversation. He would have never taken that job, would have never tanked, and would have never messed with the integrity of the game. And my question to him, so was you were so you were intentionally sabotaging your team on a weekly basis by signing a guy, a guy on Tuesday and then putting him out on the field on Sunday, but you weren't tanking. Explain. But here's here's the thing. Again, I don't know if you were you're pausing for me to, to jump in here. Uh, the the two things, and while I understand this was would be very 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 touchy because it would put the Dolphins in a bad light. But if the plan in 2019 was to tank. It was. Okay. Should that not have been kind of not made clear in not in, not in so many incriminating words, but that to make sure they hired a coach who would be on board with the plan. Absolutely. And then number two. You trade away all your good players. Uh, you kind of should think, realize what you're doing. Okay, and then again, to me, the the big the biggest mystery of 2019 to me again also is if you're tanking, why in the triple hell are you not sticking with Josh Rosen at quarterback? Because under the guy, hold on, under the guise of, and you tell me you can tell me about the locker room all you want, but under the guise of we traded the second and the fifth for him, let's see what we have in him before we move on, and at the same time, you're you're accomplishing the goal of losing games because Josh Rosen wasn't going to win you nearly as many games as Fitz did. Because you knew Josh Rosen sucked, and if you knew that if you played him, you would lose your entire locker room, and you might not survive the season. And, and, you, and again, you, you don't tell me you, you can say whatever you want about that, but the locker room knew he sucked, and the locker room already knew that we were tanking. Guys like Minka Fitzpatrick is like, I need to get the hell up out of here because this is this is part of this team's culture. Like, I don't want to be part of it. You, it's a fine line that you have to walk, and they could not walk that fine line with Josh Rosen as a starter because it's too overt. So that's why you, you disagree, but, and, and it is what it is. Ultimately. I know. I, I, I want to make one last point about Brian Flores, because I think we're going to lose some, some fans who 
because he's got a lot of detractors. And sorry to say this for those of you who hate him and then everything he does sucks and then he's a piece of garbage and all that. The man, when it comes to X's and O's on defense, is yes. borderline brilliant. Yes, no question about that. I think he's going to be a good head coach. The problem I do believe he has is ability to connect to people. And that, that also is his staff, his players, uh, the people working under him. And I heard a lot of great stories, but then I heard a lot of horror stories. And you can't have those horror stories. And I'm sorry, there's a correlation with all of Bill Belichick's assistants. They all have the same common thread. And Brian Flores is on that thread. But here's the thing, and this this is this is uh, something we got from our, my buddy Hondo when he was on with us behind enemy lines and also in subsequent conversations is that Josh McDaniels, as much as he failed in his second go around was a lot more personable and better in dealing with players than he was his first go around with the Denver Broncos. So mm. he learned a lessons in that sense. And then maybe Flores will have learned a lessons, a lesson because obviously if he's going to be a hard ass, like he was in Miami, that ain't going to work. So. We will agree. And okay. We will end it on that. And, and I hope he does get another head coaching job. And I hope he does find an offensive coach that says, hey, I want to ride with you. I want to build with you. Um, it can happen. I mean, I was honestly surprised at the quality and caliber of staff that Mike McDaniels was able to put together. And Lore. Um, and that's because, and you know why he was able to do that? Because everybody's like, this is a young genius. And he's great with people. And he treats people great. And I want to work for him. And Lo and behold, here we are. Okay, Max from Montreal. Thank you very much. How much would we need to pony up to get one of you to travel to the Baltimore game? Keep up the good work. Um, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, the, I will the, ticket, the ticket is for Baltimore is ridiculous. I believe it's like $1,200 talking to our media peers. Mm -hmm. um, while I would love to go on the road again, that's I do the I do the pregame show for WQAM, so I'm I'm locked here. Um, and Poupard, you know, eh. Baltimore, I love I I, I want to see that game. You know, the Baltimore game that I remember that stands out in my mind forever and will never ever leave. Well, I'm the sure you're gonna say the one last year. No, that was no. pretty memorable. No, okay. No, um, no, actually. Um, I, I never even saw that game live. I was traveling for IMF and I saw that game on like on, on, um, NFL on, on the replay recap. Um, whew. the Chad Haney, Ed Reed game. Do you remember that game? No. Which, one, was, are you, which one are you talking about? It was during Chad Haney's era as the starter for the Miami Dolphins. And it really began his demise. I'm trying to find the year for you. Give me okay, some. find it real quickly while I address Max from my end because you kind of like yeah. – I don't know if you were answering for me. I was. Um, uh, Max, I, I find personally, to be very honest with you, that uh, I'm able to focus a lot more and I actually catch more things and see more things uh, watching the game on TV, to be very honest with you. Now, the, the one exception is I, we, we will go – wherever there are things happening that we wouldn't be able to see otherwise. For example, both Omar and I went to the joint practices in Houston. If the Dolphins make it to the Super Bowl, we absolutely will be there. Uh, and then I, I'll, I'm going to go to the Combine. Those are the places I go. But for for a regular season away game, uh, I think Omar would be a lot more 
you know, uh, inclined to want to do that. However, as he mentioned, he's got those WQAM pregame responsibilities. Omar, the year on the Chad Henney Ed Reed game. 2010. And that was the year. The final score was 26-10. And in the locker room, and that was Chad, that was Chad Henney's second season as an NFL starter. And Ed Reed basically said he's a type of quarterback that we can make him do whatever we want him to do. All we got to do is give him the check down and he'll take the check down. We can make him throw wherever we want him to throw. And it was absolutely the truth. And, you know, I think he was benched that year for like five seconds. I think that was he was benched the next game for Chad Pennington. And that lasted five seconds. Until Pennington got got injured, re, tore his shoulder in like two throws. Um, but Ed Ed's indictment of Chad Henney was so harsh after the game, and the criticism of him and how simplistic he was in terms of check down Chad was because that was his nickname. It was. It, it you know there was no coming back from it, and, and yet and yet. The dude wound up playing another decade in the NFL. As, come on, was he ever really a star? Oh, no, but I mean, but yeah. give, the, give the man his props. I mean, I, I know like Stephen Ross was throwing out Dan Marino comparisons when they drafted him in the second round of 2008 out of Michigan. And I think we can clearly, we can safely say now that it didn't pan out that way. Definitely not. Definitely not. And my, my Sadly, my, my Baltimore memories were the two smackdowns that the Ravens defense gave to the Dolphins in the playoffs following the 2001 season, following the 2008 season, which was a, it was so exciting that, you know, the Dolphins won the AFC East for the first time since 2000 with the mm-hmm. Wildcat in the playoffs mm-hmm. and then the Wildcat, the playoffs come and it's like that. And Omar has disappeared on me. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll welcome back Omar. I don't know if it's again, internet issues. And here comes Omar back. Is he back? Or I'm, Omar, back. I'm back. Omar I just wanted to just take a break or something. I, pre- I pressed some button and it just. Press some button. Very. As we've said before, Omar and I are not necessarily very technologically advanced. So if we hit the remove button, you'll have to forgive us. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, yeah, I was scrolling to try to find questions and like press some button and then I got kicked out. Wouldn't Coach AJ. Kicked out of anything. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Omar. Coach AJ, thank you. What's up, guys? Have either of you ever asked a tough question and got the coach or player upset, which made the press conference, press conference uncomfortable, LOL. Absolutely, but I, I I'd be hard pressed to come up with. I do. I've been doing this for thirty four years. So, um, coach or player, please. That's yeah. that's, and, that's, and that's. I used to ask a lot more questions, and I then I then I do now. Now I kind of let the other guys go. Um, so I very I'm very very selective when it comes to asking questions these days. Again, my peers do a good job, and a lot of times I find I find the answers because I've been doing this for so long, a lot of times are like, I, I kind of know what's coming. So, mm-hmm. and if it comes to being like revealing the que- the questions, the answers where I'm really curious about the questions, I know they're not getting, they're not getting answered. So. Um, to answer this question. Um, yeah. Everybody knows players want to fight me all the time. Uh, that's, that's old news. Um, coaches. I've never really had a, a, I would say the coach I had the worst relationship with was Brian Flores. And I never really like, 
it didn't impact me in regards to questions that I asked or whatever. Sometimes you'll get a shorter answer, but he never really did that. Um, um, cause I, I think a lot of these press conference, they're answering the questions and they know the fans are watching and paying attention. So if you come across like a dick, you're, it, you're just going to come across like a dick. Like, so, um, but I've never really had a, uh, I don't think I've had like press conference moments with a coach where it's like, okay, ne a really negative experience. I mean, I, I, I used to what I what I didn't like was um, there was a certain point of my career where I don't have three. OK, there was a certain point in my career where like people would be like, OK, Omar's going to ask the hard question. So let's wait for it. And or 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 go up to the guy who everybody's scared to go up to. But I don't think that that's so much the case with this media contingent. No, and, and if you preface it the right way, I mean, you know, there because there, there's a thing, there's a way to ask a hard question without being a jerk about it. Absolutely. Um, so, but like I said, I, again, I've been doing this for so long. I, I, I forget. We have to acknowledge this one here. Sean, thank you very much. Thanks for today's headache, Omar, who inspired my rare liquor, liquor night last night. LOL. Okay, question, thought. Is this team really different? So what is the intangible? Next team's Dolphins, Dolphins media is so used to next year that some are doing that now instead of enjoying this incredible ride. Um, lot to unpack there. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Yeah, I got to read it again. Go ahead. Uh, thought, is this team really different? If so, what are the intangibles? Uh, next seems to all fans media is used to next year. And some are doing that now instead of enjoying the incredible run. Okay. Let me go backwards. Are they focused on next year? Um, I've have heard some conversations about, oh, the capocalypse and who can we afford and who are you going to resign? Put that question back up because I still got a lot of lot to unpack. That yeah, I but see. that comes from the media. That doesn't come. That doesn't come from the team. I mean, oh no, I've heard fans talking about it. I've, I've, oh, fans, you're talking about? Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 and and, and media. And I, I still, I still have to. I'm still trying to figure it out and do the work and the math. It's a lot of math to unpack, to, to figure out how can you afford to retain and build on this if this doesn't end ultimately where you want it to end or if you're it does end where you want it to end and you're trying to do it again. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to require you restructure um, Tyreek. It's going to require you restructure um, Ryan, uh, Zach Seeler, restructure. You're restructuring like five contracts. You're shaking down like, five players you're waving like another three players and that's just to get you a baseline you're 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 signing to a to a multi-year extension you're signing christian to a multi-year extension that's just to buy you some space and relief and that's it's let's get there before we start to focus on like well let's, it, let's enjoy the ride let's let's enjoy these final six games let's but here's, here's the thing omar is, is like for us in the media for example it's like First of all, Omar and I do a podcast every single day. We do a ton of, of, of written content on alldolphins.com. So we can touch on a whole lot of different things, not strictly focused on this year. because And, at, and before too long, I'm going to start doing like mock draft projections. I haven't done it yet because I'm right exactly for your point, Sean. The Dolphins are in the middle of a potential Super Bowl run. Let's worry about the draft when it comes. But – I get it from a media perspective, from a fan standpoint, this might be the best shot they have at making a Super Bowl run in a while. Mm -hmm. So I think you're crazy. If it's like, Oh my God, what's going to happen next year. As far as the other question, what's different. I'm not, I don't believe necessarily in anything intangible. The two things that are different. Okay. From my end is this is the best defense they've had in a while. That's that's a tangible difference that gives me more optimism than I than I had maybe at this time last year. You people better bookmark this moment. It's 35th. What is the yeah, 3055? What is your right problem? Now. What's your big intangible? Because they, they went through that last year. 
Is that going to be your no, intent? No, 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 no. That they, like, that they like playing with each other. They didn't like playing with each other last I'm year. I'm going to let What's you finish your point. Omar? Go ahead. I'm going to let you finish your point. Give the, tell, tell the people, tell the people, you know, that's the big if you're saying what's different about this team is their defense is better than it was last year by far and another thing that's different about this team is you go you're eight and three right now and your next three games are not chargers bills 49ers sorry 49ers chargers bills your next three games are commanders titans jets go ahead omar tell me where i was wrong because i know you're dying to do that tell me the lie, tell me the lie i told you didn't tell a lie in regards to their defense. They are arguably, and hopefully it doesn't get watered down without Jalen Phillips, but they're arguably a top five defense in the NFL. I can't tell you probably since the Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor era, when's the last time they had a top five defense in the NFL? I'm sure you can because your obsessive nature will look it up. No, um, dude, I don't have to look it up. I, I, I've lived it, and you're absolutely right. Don't give me this. I'm actually going to back you up here. You're absolutely right. The last okay. time the defense like this was in the early 2000s with Zach JT, Tim Bowens, uh, Sam Patton, the back end. Okay. That's now, what, what I will say is different about this team, and you can probably poo-poo this because you actually covered last year's team, whereas I didn't. There is a different level of confidence and an arrogance to this team that I have never covered. Um. It, you, know, you don't think they were like that in the, at eight and three last year too? No, uh, you tell me. Educate they me. Were, they, they were. They were. They were riding high at eight and three. And arrogant. They're not arrogant. They're confident. Oh, oh they're very arrogant. Uh, okay. They're they're very arrogant. Um, and it's it's rightfully owned. They're like we are we are having a historic year. We do have the number one offense. I don't think they're number one anymore. Are they? Total offense, yeah. Okay, in points. Somebody, no, uh, Dallas is number one in points. Somebody else is number one in points. Yeah, somebody overtook them. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure if I bring that to their attention, I think they would be like, oh, yeah. They, they take on teams, take on the personality of their leadership and of their top players. And this team has taken on the personality of Tyreek Hill, the competitive nature. Tua to Valoa, the ultra-critical nature of Jalen Ramsey, the nothing-will-stop-me nature of Christian Wilkins, I'm-going-to-eat-your-face nature, that, like, you will be my bitch. Like, teams do take on the personalities of their top players and their top performers, and this team has got a very interesting mix of like arrogance, confidence, braggadociousness, competitive fight. And it's like a Molotov cocktail that is very enticing. Um, I, as I've said all week, and Poupard has poo-pooed it as he usually does. Um, I think the one thing that can take this team down is the offensive line. Okay. It, Again, you're talking. You're talking like a fan. You're talking like a fan because this is where somebody could easily say, "Awesome that they're being cocky and braggadocious and all that." When they played the third easiest schedule in the NFL, and there's there, you can you can roll your your head back all you want. That's a fact. And 
if you do not make your schedule, you do not address you do how that's to change a narrative when you play Buffalo Casey and Philly and you come up short each and every time. To me, this the is three really, teams that are somebody would say if somebody were to say the Dolphins don't have the right to be that cocky and arrogant until they beat a they beat a legitimately good team, and you can tell me Denver. They were not good when they played Denver. Denver it doesn't matter. They're good now, right? Denver was a dumpster fire when they played them. Uh, they're good now. You know, you're not. You're, do you not think that would be like Are, Are is the Denver Broncos a good team right now? Yes or no? Yes, they weren't a good team okay. in week three. It doesn't matter. They, yes, they, it does. they, were, they were addressing yes, some issues. It does. As every team is addressing issues and injuries at some point in the season, you don't think the Miami Dolphins are a different team with or and without Teron Armstead? Okay, you just so happened to play them when they had some issues or were dealing with some dramas. Doesn't mean that they're not a good team. I could say, for instance, um, what team beat them? Buffalo. Buffalo caught them at the perfect in the perfect storm. Teron got hurt during the game. During the game, not not before the game. He was there. No, he was in the first quarter. He was in the first quarter, and then the the game unraveled. No, it was the second quarter actually. It was right before. It was close to halftime. Omar, if you're going to throw out facts, you better make sure they're right because I I am going to correct you on facts. Okay, and the the game unraveled when Teron Armstead was out. They were already. I will look it up. I believe they were already behind when when you went out. Oh well, don't believe. You Are you pinning the loss against Buffalo? The forty-eight points they gave up on Teron Armstead leaving the game. No, I'm pinning the forty-eight points they gave up against Buffalo on the fact that one, they couldn't stop a four-man rush, and two, they had Cater Kohu and and every slap you know what out there covering Stephon Diggs, like a, instead of having Xavier Howard shadowing. That, that's what I'm pinning the loss on and stubbornness on a defensive coordinator. Okay. Uh, I was 21-14 Buffalo when Armstead left after a play that began with 402 left in the second quarter. I rest my case. What, and what case is that? That they gave up? They were down points? seven points and the game unraveled is what the statement that I made. Okay. And, and it, to me, it unraveled a lot more defensively than it did offensively or actually both. But Both. Both. Okay. Um, but both, but it, it are you, yeah, when you, are you seriously, are you seriously going to fight me on the fact that the Dolphins have not beaten a good team? They have beaten a good team. They've beaten the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are now officially a good are team. Now a good team. Are, are now, yeah. Okay. And are you going to argue the fact that the Dolphins have lost all three of their games on the road? Wait, let them play a good team at home. That's a, okay. Let, 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 let them play a good team at home before we sit here and say, oh, they can't beat anybody. They know the narratives. I know the narratives. Look at the circumstances and the situation. Did they get a single call against the Philadelphia Eagles? No. Oh, you're, you're, going, yeah, you're going there. I thought you would never go to they, they didn't get a single call. They no. couldn't stop the tush push. And it would just and, – and then Tua turns the ball over with the game in the balance in the fourth quarter. Okay. It happens. Like, so now – Buffalo, you got your face beat in because you can't block you can't block four rushers with five offensive linemen because you lost Teron Armstead. Everything shifts around Teron Armstead. He's the bookmark of your offensive line. Literally, you slide every other protection away from Teron because he can handle his job. When he's not there, you are doo-doo. Except whoa, time out. Except, did you not say at some at one point this season during the podcast? Did you not say? 
Connor Williams' presence in the lineup was more important than that of Teron Armstead. Did you not say that? No, I didn't. You're going to have to provide the facts and proof. Well, <laughs> I, I say he's just as important. I and they didn't have they didn't have Connor Williams in that game. Oh, yeah. Matt, man. Uh, yes, they did not. They not. Eichenberg had a rough game. They still gave up 48 points. What? They still yes. gave up. Okay, Sean, let me go. Let me go back to the original question. And and this is where Omar and I disagree. I'm not buying the intangible that they're more cocky, they're cocky and all that. To me, the biggest difference and why why there should be a degree of of increased confidence that this season will end better than the last year is that defense is much better. Yeah. Um, Agree. And, and that's 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 the intangible. And one question, one question mark. Hold on, one question mark. And I wrote about this on alldolphins.com. And it's not it's gonna come across like like this, but it's a fact. One question mark is Tua in December, January games. Because the numbers say this is not an opinion. The numbers say he hasn't done it yet. Yes, and you if you haven't looked at Alan Poupard's piece, poop piece on Tua. You, uh, wow! Damn! <laughs> spell spell poop in this particular circumstance. <laughs> uh, if you haven't looked at Poop's piece in this particular situation regarding Tua and his December disaster of numbers, which Alan would love to make sure that I state are all facts. They are all facts. It's there on alldolphins.com. Um, I'll tweet it out after after we're, we're done. And you should read it because it's an indictment on Tua. No argument about it. And by the way, for the record, I have never said that he can't get it done. What I am saying, he hasn't yet. And this is a question that still needs to be answered for the Dolphins to reach their ultimate goal, number one, and number two, before you throw big money at him. You always got to bring in the money, don't you? You always... You, 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 every minute, we're, we're, it's always about money to you. Like, I don't see you bringing up money with Christian Wilkins. I don't see oh, you. Oh, up- no, you're right. We've never talked about Christian Wilkins' contract. No, 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 no. Every time we bring up, every, we, we don't talk about, when we're talking about Tua as the MVP candidate and the front runner for the first month of the season, you wasn't bringing up money. We bring up December games. Oh, it's all about money. You know, you got, you got to see it before you start paying him. He's gonna get his money one way or the other. Like, oh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go down that rabbit hole again. No, we're not. We are not gonna go down that rabbit hole. We 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 will save that rabbit hole for another episode because I'm tired of fighting with you about this. You always bring up the money when you bring up December. It's like December and money. December and money. Like you never bring up money when we're talking about two of being the number one rated quarterback or. But Omar, Omar, it's Omar. It's not about the and and let me be perfectly clear on this it's not so much about the dollar amount it's about making the long-term commitment to the guy because because at that point if you sign him to a five-year contract extension or six years or seven years whatever it doesn't matter how much he gets you're making that long-term commitment to him so so the question is whether you make that long-term commitment to him listen both both the commitment is as long as that guaranteed money is there. And the commitment is as long as you continue allows you to continue to restructure his contract so that you can make, make room to, to improve the team. That's as long as your commitment is. I don't care about the length of the contract. I don't care about the dollar value of the contract. Only thing I ever care about is the guaranteed money in the contract. And and I'm, I'm showing I'm showing the point. 
over my head. The point, the point is on before you make a long-term commitment to a quarterback. That's not that's not you know what I love about that that gesture here? It's not condescending in the least, not at all. Um, and it's a good thing that I, I don't I don't get offended very easily because otherwise I some what, people what, 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 what is the point about the long two is gonna get hundred and fifty million dollars guaranteed, bro? Like says, says, I digest it. Okay, that's fine. Okay, Omar, that's fine. I have a right to say, and I am going to say it. Any prudent organization would want their quarterback to show to every any prudent organization show he can get it done down the stretch in money situations before you make a long-term commitment to him. Okay. Tua loses the first round, first game of the playoffs at home. They still not sign them to a contract extension? Well, according to you, Mr. Everything is about wins or losses for quarterbacks. I would say no, but according to me, what actually attaches some nuance, if he if he excuse my French, shits the bed, you have you what have about a, the team shits the bed. That's different. I mean you have to make a determination. Is this the quarterback who can take us where we want to go? You know that he already will tell you yes. You think the Dolphins who's, absolutely? Who, who's saying no? Who's saying no to that answer right this very minute in the organization? Nobody's is saying. It, nobody's is saying. Is it Steve Ross? No. Is it Chris Greer? No. Is it Mike Tannenbaum? I mean, not Tannenbaum. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> Mike McDaniel? No. So yes, yes, yes. No. no whoa, 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 whoa! Are they saying yes, yes, yes? Or are they saying we think so right now? We think so right now? We think so right now? They are saying yes, yes, yes. And I'm saying his career passer rating in December, January is 80 point or is 81.5, whatever it is. If he pulls another 81.5 and then December, January, and they give him a long-term contract, contract extension in the offseason, regardless, I think that's horrible management. All I'm saying. You, I'm not arguing with you on that. Okay, good. Thank you. That's all I'm I, saying. Wait, wait. I've covered the Dolphins for 20 years. They've made horrible management decisions for a, a de two decades. What would change that? What would change now? And again, uh, so it's clear to everyone out there, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying I've, ne I've never, ever once said that. All I've said is so far he hasn't done it, and we need to see it. That's all. I mean, I know I'm tired, man. You guess. Yeah. And Omar disappeared. See, Omar, see, would that be a sign that I won the, well, there wasn't an argument. It was a discussion, but, um, you know, considering. Uh, Kevin Fisher, thank you very much. Good morning, gentlemen. I've been following since day one. Appreciate your work and dedication. Question, Tua has struggled with turnovers as of late. What is an area that he can focus on immediately to see improvement? How can he right the ship? Thanks, as always. I apologize. I'm trying to get to the comments, and there's something that I'm pressing on the comments that are. You're pressing the Alan was right button. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Give, there, me points. give me points for that line. There's a Alan is a great fact checker button. Uh, uh, Alan, Alan, listen, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. If he puts up another 80 something passer rating in December, yeah. It would be a bad decision to sign him to a multi-year, $150 million guaranteed contract. But does that mean that they won't do it? I promise you. They signed they signed Ryan Tannehill to a contract extension way before they needed to and should have. It's not going to stop them from making bad decisions. This and is their quarterback. A, 
That's an excellent point, Omar, and I, I completely agree with you. And I'm glad we're kind of like on the same wavelength. This is their quarterback, and they will do nothing but show him love no matter what happens. I think the only thing that would stop him from getting his money is him being hurt again. Don't jinx it. You know, fans are going to get crazy on you. Uh, so, Kevin, the answer to I'm your question. The answer to your question is, yeah, and, and and it comes up in the media. This is part of what Omar and I were discussing yesterday and part of what, I, I don't know if it, I would say it annoys me or whatever. If there was a common thread to Tua's turnovers the last couple of weeks, then it would be one thing. If it was like he's always trying to force the ball. Like, for example, the throw – the two interceptions against the Jets, the throw to Braxton Barrios was the right decision, except he threw the ball insanely way too late. He threw it inside, he said. <clears throat> BS, sorry. He, he threw a floater long after Barrios made his cut. That is Walter. not his throw that he should throw. He should not be. Uh, he, anyway. he, this is one of those where he needs to throw it before Barrios makes the cut, and he didn't. Barrios was pretty far into his, his cut. When he threw the ball, and the I second day, the, the 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 Tyreek Hill was too inside. It, it was, but and and if you look at that one, that's a force because the separation wasn't wasn't really there. That's a force. Yeah, and then, but he, he forces a lot of passes. Two pinholes passes, and sometimes you look at them and you're like, "How is that not intercepted? How is that not picked off?" And it just happens that. And then a lot of times defenders drop his balls too. And I've heard the theory that they drop them because the left-handed rotation is different for them. And as you know, cornerbacks don't exactly have the greatest of hands. Um, and and then, let, me, let me finish my point here. And then the one against the Raiders the previous week, it's a deep shot to Waddle where there's some 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 thought that, that Tua thought Waddle was going to do something else. So you're looking at three picks with three different sets of circumstances. So it's and and then the fumble on the scramble, it's a punch out at the end of the play. So there's no there's no common thread where you say, Tua, you need to focus on this. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing I would say on those is the, the Tyreek was a force. So so, so no, I'm a, there's no there's no easy answer to those. Um, and this is where yes I'm yes I'm going to go there that Tua's Tua's. Average arm strength, very politely, comes into play. If he's not precise, he doesn't have as much of as much. And if his footwork as... isn't right, correct. And his foot, and you know what impacts your footwork being right? What what impacts your footwork being right, Poupard? If he's rushed, which he wasn't in either case. And what about if your, your offensive line doesn't allow you to step up in the pocket? Correct, which wasn't the case in any of the picks. Okay, but I, but I hear you. For example, if anybody watched the Oregon Washington game last night, Michael Penix, who's Certainly, yeah. Well, you know he's good, and, and you close your eyes, you can certainly see Tua there. Uh, I he think he might have a better arm. He had well, he had one pick though where he kind of threw off his back foot and it floated over right into the arms of a of an Oregon DB. So, um, left-handed quarterback. Yep, you're a lefty, so you. I was going to say I will not have any lefty disrespect. <laughs> here's the thing though about lefty that's weird is. I don't know. If there's ever been there, like in baseball, for example, some of the hardest the hardest throw may maybe ever is Randy Johnson, who was a lefty. And you look at football, I can't remember a lefty who would say, "Man, that guy's got an arm." Oh, sorry, Michael Vick. Other than Michael Vick, outside of that, Steve Young didn't have a great arm, even though he was, in, he was a great mm -hmm. quarterback. Boomer Esiason didn't have what you. He had a he had a solid arm, not great. 
Mm-hmm. Thor didn't have a great arm. Ken Stabler didn't have a big arm. I don't know. I don't know what the hell that is. Listen, 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 Linda. It was nice talking to you. What what excuses did I make about the Dolphins? Never thought I would see the day, but here it is. And also, he isn't wrong. What excuses did I make who, about the Dolphins? Who is who is he? Am I am I he in this particular case? No, no, no. I don't know. I, I what excuse did I make about the Dolphins? I didn't make any excuses. Do I think the Dolphins are a Super Bowl contending team? No, not really. Not right now. They're not playing like one. You got to get better on the offensive line. You got to be more consistent with your run game. And Tua's got to get clean that clean that crap up. You do that and play defense the way that you've been playing defense, you will be a Super Bowl contending team. I don't think their offense is out of gear three right now. And you've seen it in gear five. Does it look like it's been looking? It hasn't. And Mike McDaniel got to pull out a lot more of that Mike, magic Mike trickery. Like, it's not humming like it used to. And my theory is it's on the offensive line. You you could you could you could pretend like Trent's play doesn't matter and having two backups on your offensive line and an injured Teron Armstead doesn't make a difference. Um, but it does. It does. Like when you're humming, it's because your offensive line has got to his back and he's protected and they're opening up running lanes and 20 yards downfield burring over defenders. What, 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 what? How often does that happen in December games, Omar? Are we serious with this? Come on, man. It, it happens for the San Francisco 49ers. In the 20, yards down the 20 yards downfield in, in, in it December. It happens for the San Francisco 49ers. They just had Jason Kelsey 20 yards downfield and whoever the hell they just played um, making key blocks in a critical overtime, the, the Buffalo Bills. It the happens. It was five yards downfield, but let's see. It was. Okay, come on. Dude. Stop it. You're, you're, you're expecting yes. right, right now, as yes. constituted right now, if Kendall Lamb starts at left tackle, okay, okay. Where, where would you rank the Dolphin offensive line? In terms top 10, of- top 15 in the NFL? Okay, but top 15, but you're also factoring in everybody else's offensive line is watered down and, and garbage too. My point, my point is the Dolphins have enough on they the do. team. They do. On the team, everywhere. If you look at the totality of the roster, yeah, Kendall Lamb with his bad back, by the way, for put put, put that on the tape. I think Kendall Lamb Can might. I, actually, may I finish? You shall, man. You may shall. <laughs> shall may? Okay. <laughs> with the totality of the roster, particularly the defense, the way it's been playing lately, and I expect it's still going to continue to be good without Jalen Phillips. It's okay if they don't have. It would be great if they had the Philadelphia, the San Francisco, or the Detroit offensive line. They still can succeed and go very, very far in in the playoffs with the, the offensive line they have now. They a Super Bowl contending team with this offensive line right now, playing at this level. If QB one delivers as you hope he does, yes. I'm yeah. gonna put more. I'm gonna put more on QB one than, and then you're gonna put more on the offensive line. I'm gonna put it on the offensive line. Okay, so- and, and, and and I will put it on the offensive line. If you know me, you know I'm always gonna put it on the offensive line. You don't have a good offensive line, you don't have a good team. And right now, they're just okay. You would disagree? If if QB one is the guy you say he's destined to be, this okay. is where he needs to be a difference maker. You're this right. Okay. You're right. I'm I'm you're you're right. He needs to elevate the level at that offensive line. And I think he has. And you're right. And and also don't think that Mike McDaniel's play calling and what he does in the scheme, all that does not help the offensive line because it does. 
and it handcuffs the offense because you have to take certain plays and certain packages that you were utilizing earlier in the season away because you don't have that time. You will acknowledge that and admit that, correct? They take a they could deep shot once or twice every game. Okay, they used to take it five or six times every game. You, I've acknowledged when you were right. You can't acknowledge when I am right. Hey, here you go. I'll give you. I'll give you. A, I'll give you one of these. Surprise. <laughs> See, when I when I'm right, I get a mint. Okay. <laughs> We've not. I'm gonna get a cookie. Uh, do we like this one here, Omar? For a new name. <laughs> Poop and booty cheeks. That's not bad. Uh, looking at some of these questions. They are not running the ball. Don't say, li listen. Uh, Who's not uh, running the ball? Huh? They're running the ball? They're saying the Dolphins are running the ball. And they're, they're, they are kind of running the ball, but not running the ball. They're, 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 they're finishing out games in the fourth quarter with their two-minute offense. Um, the Dolphins in the last four games ran for 45 yards, 78 yards, 117 yards, and then, oh, 169. I'm sorry. Huh? 169 or 165 No, 99 against, against Vegas. I'm sorry, I have a – is this right? They don't have – this is wrong. They, they have the Jets. And what they do against the Jets? It was over 160 yards. Yeah, 160 yards, and most of it came in – Four, the four-minute offense, which is when they were finishing out the game. Anyway, but continue. But you're the one who just said yesterday that they're 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 a historic running offense. They are historic. When they want to, when they when they commit to the run, they can run the ball. Um, I think that part of the reason that they can't commit to the run, as again, and I'm this is not an excuse. It's just explanation for why they have not looked the way that they've looked earlier this season. Is they don't have the line to do it, and you're just piecemealing things together right now to make it through. That doesn't mean it looks good or tastes good. And it's it's it doesn't, and it hasn't. 167 is not bad against the Jets, but I promise you most of that came in the fourth quarter when they're trying to close out the game. But anyway. We digress. Let's find the next question. Well, no, well, it's not a question, but anybody who says I am I am team poop, I am gonna I'm gonna put it up there. Thank you, Ricardo. <laughs> Ricardo, I can respect that. Uh, at least, at least, be specific about what your team poop on, because I everything, I, everything. No, no, he's he's team poop on on quarterback. And yes, Joe's got to play better in December. Okay, you wrote, you wrote a column about that. Yes, I yes, you 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 backed me into a corner. And I wrote a column about it. He's got to play better in December. Whoa, 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 whoa! I backed you in a corner. Yes, you made me angry at a lot in a live chat. I hung up on you on on the chat. And then I decided to write the column. Yes, you're right. Tua's got to play better than December. This is not the what you're seeing from Tua now is not the standard that I expect, and it's not the standard that he expects, and it's not the standard that his team expects. He has flat out said it. He knows he has to play better, and he's put it on him. My man Dana here. My theory is we have injuries at every position group except QB. Everybody's got injuries. Everybody's got injuries. Yes, that's the December football is is a attrition, survival of the fittest, mm -hmm. and the deepest teams survive. The Dolphins believe they're one of the deepest teams. Now the key is you can't have key injuries. You can't lose Christian Wilkins. Knock on wood. 
You lose Christian Wilkins, it's going to change the complete dynamic of your defense. You can't lose Teron Armstead. You lose Teron Armstead, complains changes the complete dynamic of your offensive line. You cannot lose Tyreek Hill. You lose Tyreek Hill, changes the complete dynamic of your uh, of your your passing game. So you just can't have key injuries. You cannot lose Javon Holland. You lose Javon Holland. I don't know if it changes the complete dynamic of your defense, but you're not sewn together as tightly as you, you could be. I, damn, I agree with everything you just said. Do I get a mint? That's oh, there, there you go. Sorry. Roop <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a serial editor. Uh, thank you, EJ. He, I get I get the reference. Well, I, I brought up on the show that I'm I'm anal enough that I'll look at a box of cereal and there's a typo on it. I actually pointed out and you probably write that cereal company. No, I, well, I'm not that I'm not that anal. Mm. Uh, I, I like this. You guys have a dynamic of an old married couple. We have been having these conversations for 10 plus years, just never on a podcast. Correct. And never every day where I have to put up with a I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or never uh, every day when you have to actually back up your arguments. I, and I don't mind. Um, EJ, the, the, yeah, correct. The, Dallas, the Cowboys now, in fact, I looked it up as we were talking. The Cowboys are 49 points ahead of the Dolphins. They've played one more game. And by the way, I am going to say this in, in the interest of thoroughness and fairness. The Cowboys actually have played an even easier schedule than the Dolphins. And they, they are facing the same, if you want to call it that, narrative that they haven't beaten anybody. What does this mean? Winter is coming. Game of Thrones. I, I know it's Game of Thrones, but I, it, there is no really winter. It's like I don't, I don't get it. Is it just because it's December games? Winter is coming. I guess, or the Dolphins, the White Walkers. I, I don't know. Um, no, and their schedule's been is worked out night, not because of opponents. Now I'm not touching that, but the fact that they. Um, no, you really want me to go there, Omar? Because you brought it up. You really want me to go there? I do. <laughs> okay, so we want to we want to talk about December games. Look in that store on aldolphins.com. Justin Herbert's career rating, passer rating in December and January games is ninety five point seven, and the rest of the year is ninety six point eight or whatever. Where where which tells you he remains consistent. You want a December game? Go watch that twenty twenty one game against the Raiders at the end of the year that they lost because of their That's defense. Not answering the question. Part. No, I don't think they paid Herbert too early, and I don't think anybody anybody outside of Dolphin fans or Tua fans would tell you yes to that answer. And I think it actually the reaction you would get, Logan, with all due respect, by probably more than not would be, would be laughing. No, that Chargers organization is a complete dysfunctional. How mess. did they fix it? Sorry? How did they fix it? That's a great question. I mean, scrap the whole thing. GM coach. How you bring back your coach who's supposed to be a defensive guru whose defense has sucked since he got there. They bring him back after they blow a 27-0 lead. And, and look at go look at the game and see that it wasn't all on Herbert. And then they bring him back and they expect a different result. So, no. Um, and this is not that. a Herbert. To, I like this. Poop is not a hater. He's a realist. I think I we're, we're, we're both realists. I'm not why, would I, why would I hate? What I, what I hate are distorted facts being misquoted i hate being misquoted 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, dude, I don't hate. I, I I don't. Omar can vouch to this. I I was not a Ryan Tannehill fan from the start, and it was like, God, please get him out of here already. They're not going. They're not going anywhere. And I told my wife that, that was the bond of our friendship. <laughs> you know, I told my wife I don't know how many times, and she she's not a football fan, but I told the Dolphins are not going anywhere. Not a until damn. they move on. Until they move on from Ryan Tannehill. Absolutely, we were united. That to, our friendship might be defined by Ryan Tannehill. There you go. Who's a very very nice guy and all that? He just he Ryan, was just Ryan Tannehill forged our friendship. Now that I think about it, I I, I believe we would spend time belly aching, complaining about how we're covering this this functional franchise that ain't going to goddamn place because Ryan Tannehill ain't ain't nothing. And then they signed him to a long term contract extension, and it's like, what are we doing? And here's the thing. I have nothing against Tua, but I don't want to. I don't want to see a seven-year contract if I if I if I have concerns about the guy being able to produce at crunch time. And the numbers say right now he hasn't, and that's just that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got here? How many teams that have committed two hundred and fifty million dollars of contracts to QBs have got the value out of their money? Kansas City, yes. Um, Philadelphia is ten and one. Last I checked. Yeah, um, I would Welcome argue is eleven and three. Sorry, Amar. I would I would argue that that uh, Josh Allen is not the problem in Buffalo. I think injuries and defense are. Um, so there we go. Um, as Poupard has said, the Josh Allen, situ- the um, Justin Herbert situation is all kind of. It's such a dysfunctional situation. Um, uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, that's a season ending QB injury, but I think they have no regrets about it. I, I, it, the money is the money. And even Dallas, remember when Dak Prescott's deal was considered ridiculous and was going to hold the team back? Well, look at Dallas now, not to say that they've beaten anybody, even though I hate that, because I think anybody could get you on any given day, including the Washington commanders on Sunday. It does. It doesn't matter who you are. That team can get you if you're in the NFL. Um, so uh, I don't think it's about a matter of when you do have that contract that you pay to the quarterback and you're just happy that you have the quarterback because the quarterback gives you a chance. If you don't have the quarterback, you don't have the chance. You don't you, you're 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 wasting your time and your seasons. And I think we well, we should have established that for the last 20 years. Are we not correct on are we not on board on that one? Now, the question and the the question and the concern is, is to that quarterback. I say, yeah. Now, do I need to see December eliteness? Yes. But I don't doubt he's going to bring it. He brought it in college. He's going to bring it in the NFL. Poupard, just remain silent. It, it's opinion. And uh, and for me, I'm going to maintain, I need to see it. Haven't seen it, need to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike. No, oh, sorry. Sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to. Two is a better player in Tannehill. He's not Tannehill at all. Nobody woke ever up in Vegas missing the first 45 minutes. Just wanted to say, hey, and thank you guys for, do, for everything you do. You're part of my everyday routine. And, Mike, we appreciate everybody who, who watches. I just realized, and I'll share this on the um, 
I share this to our, to our family here, to our all Dolphins family. Like, I just looked at the numbers of what we're doing audio-wise, and I was like, holy crap. Like, we're at 13,000 downloads a day, which is, like, ridiculous considering where we are on YouTube. And either way you watch or listen, we generally prefer YouTube because they pay better. We, we still don't know what that five reasons check looked like yet. Um, and this is just a matter of transparency. Um, we're still waiting for the first check. But oversharing. That's okay. <laughs> I'm an oversharer. You yes, know you are. Yes, you are. I mean, but it's it's part of what connects people to me. I'm I I overshare, but I'm a very transparent person and and part of what connects people to me. Um okay. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I wanna I, I, I apologize. No, go ahead, finish your 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 statement. No, I, I just want to say thank you to everybody who makes us who listens to us on a regular basis, even if you give it five minutes, it matters. It it truly, truly does matter because this is how I support myself in this very difficult time. This is how Alan supports his family. And he's got two kids that are going to college soon. He doesn't Eric, you're going to college? Or, uh, you're the I'm sorry? You're the no, no, I'm not done with the podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Omar, I got to talk to you. My son's doing some absolutely talking about YouTube. He's doing some crazy stuff on YouTube that's completely outrageous. That uh, I, How come I, he ain't helping us on YouTube? I, we got to find a way to get this kid like some pub. I mean, he's what? he's got a video. He's got 54,000 views. He makes videos? It's 58,000 now. 58,000, sorry. What video is this? It, it makes it makes animation videos with with a with an app that that creates music and it's like he's getting great comments but he's only got 300 subscribers mm -hmm. and we need we need to jack that up. In All fact, right. Eric's going to tell me the name of his YouTube channel. I'm going to ask everybody who's you know, got it. Tweet it out so I can tweet it out. Anyway, we, really. we support Eric. We support family over and, here. And by the way, this is me sharing. I, I, I'm not nearly as transparent as Omar is, and maybe I need to be more. So I was born in Canada. and, and I said, no, <laughs> Sorry. Um, the real statement of all to a – Jamie says, the real statement of all to a Herbert and other QBs hate is – whom are you replacing the QB with? There are only 10 to 15 franchise quarterbacks in the league and 32 teams. So 17 to 22 teams are always looking. Go ahead. I want to address, I want to address this one. Okay, here's the thing, Jamie. Nobody's saying dump the guy. There's a difference between dumping the guy and then making a long-term commitment. If the, the thing with Ryan, when the Dolphins had Ryan Tannehill, it wasn't like he was a dumpster fire. It just it was pretty clear to see he wasn't going to get you where you wanted to go. And you shouldn't have paid him until he showed you a sign that she was going to get you. This is different because you have no choice. No, no, no. You have, you have no choice. They have the fifth year option next year. They have the franchise tag the following year. That's that's two more years. To and, and a money crisis today. I understand that, but to me, you do not throw money on a long term. You do not make that kind of commitment long term unless you know for sure your guy can take you where you want to go and, if and your not, alternative is what then your alternative is to go year by year and don't tell me opportunities don't come up from time to time that it's not, it's like a for, don't tell me that if the dolphins don't extend to a for five or six years whatever that they'll never have the chance to get nobody nobody you're you can extend it for five or six years only three of it is real they're gonna make a commitment to them for those three years the rest of the money the contract is fake you know that it it it, it and they're going to do that to send the right message to their team. Now, you could make him play on the fifth-year contract. If I'm too, I'm not playing on the fifth-year contract. And bottom line is, you pay me or we got beef. 
And or, they never want beef with a quarterback. Omar, if he balls out in December, I'm with you 100%. This you, is my, I'm, what I'm telling you. You don't have a choice. But and to, and to me, you, you do not give, you make that commitment. If Tua has the same kind of December, January, that his career numbers say, say he's had. I'm sorry. I disagree with you there. Okay, okay. Anyway, and this is not to say that's not the do- what the Dolphins are going to do, because I agree with you, their pattern, and, and they seem to be like completely all in on Tua, and that's fine. I'm just saying, for me, for me, if the December numbers for you, December, for you, December and number, you know, everybody here is a Tuanon member. Not every, not every, and Steve not, Ross, Chris Greer, Marvin Allen. Uh, uh, Mike McDaniel, offensive coordinator. Everybody's card carrying to a non-member. He getting paid, brother. Okay, and and I and I'm gonna I, and I don't disagree with you there. I and I am saying his career numbers right now are 500 record and 81 passer rating. If the Dolphins go three and three the rest of the regular season and Tua has an 81. I am not going to be happy camper if they extend him because then, yes, I think it will be a mistake. You can pout just like you pouted when Ryan Tannehill got his I'm contract not... extension. <sighs> <laughs> oh, disappear. You're going to – you are. And I I don't – I'm not saying I want him to struggle in December. I'm not saying that he will struggle I don't in either. December. I believe he will be the quarterback he's destined to be. But I'm also telling you, even if he don't – I think the only thing that stops him from getting paid is an injury. That's it. Okay, let's move on. Um, no, no, I, and again, we, we said what we said. Do you think Herbert's good enough to win a, a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Yes, uh, unequivocally, yes. Based on what? You don't think two is a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl? I didn't say that. That's okay. That's so. Then say it's two a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. I have a lot more. <laughs> so, okay. You can say Herbert yes. unequivocally, yes. yes. And then yes. when two is having a better season, with a team having a better success, you say, I don't know. Team game. Team game. Dude. Better team. Team. better team. So what about the guy who can't even put together a winning team makes you say with, with, with a 10,000-yard receiver in Keenan Allen, Put Justin Make, Herbert on this team. What do you think they? Where do you think they are? Put put two on the Chargers. Where do you think they are? No, it's it's a nice. Don't don't give me that 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 look. Go ahead, answer the question. I think two is a better quarterback, and I think okay, they're further further ahead with Tua than with that's with fine. Herbert. And I I'm not a I'm not an arm queen. I've never been an arm queen. I and I will say. I'm going to try to be polite here because mm-hmm. I'm thinking of two words and they're not Merry Christmas. Cause I find that ex- my God, what an obnoxious comment, but I'm going to be very polite just because some of us prefer our quarterbacks to have strong arms, not at the cost of something else. But if I say I prefer my, if my quarterbacks, all things being equal, have a better arm than not, that does not make me an arm queen. Okay. I don't value arm strength over everything, Omar. And did that's what you did. That's what the, when you say but I I I I if I'm if I'm gonna take accuracy, reading the field, precision passing, Tua edges Herbert out in all of those categories, and I take all of them over arm. Not sure I completely agree with you there, but okay. Okay. 
Um, and, I, and I would tell you, probably Herbert can make every throw that Tua can make, and there are certain throws that Tua Herbert can. makes that Tua can because of the of the lack of arm strength. You're absolutely correct. But that's fine. I'm not, and I I don't I don't object, and I'm not even giving you pushback to you saying that Tua is better than Herbert. That's fine. That's but um, the the arm queen comments like put up a question. I want to. I'm asking my son to do something for me here. His YouTube channel. I think this is disrespectful. Floria's years are deleted. They're not deleted. And it's a very important element and part of Dolphins history because uh, this franchise is on the verge of having four straight winning seasons. And two of those were produced by Brian Flores. I have never said that Brian Flores is a bad coach. I will never say that Brian Flores is a bad coach. I feel like Brian Flores was dealt a bad hand and he was dealt a bad hand because of his poor personnel, poor personality and people skills. So and where he came from, you get, he's got to unlearn a lot of things that he learned from Bill Belichick that doesn't survive in today's NFL. Is but I will never, you will never hear me say that Brian Flores is a bad coach, and I do believe that one day he deserves the opportunity to become a head coach again. What he has to do is show me the offensive staff that he's going to be hiring, um, and make sure that it's above board. Um, and two, he, he's got to relate to this generation of players and learn how to treat people differently and better. I'm going to put that over there. If you have, Eric, this is good for what? Teenagers usually, mostly. Mm -hmm. If you have teenage kids, check this out, please. You, you got to put it on Twitter so you can. I'm, I'm going to put it on Twitter also. It's some, some really, really good stuff. Uh, uh, and and well, you're going to put my view on. Uh, Poopy's getting an extension. Ross loves too. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, really. I'm not, I'm, that's fine. Can Claypool be a tight end? I think Claypool is a tight end. Uh, he's a slot receiver tight end. He's Mike Gesicki. Like, let's digest that. Okay. Um, what? He's Mike Gesicki, except he can block a little. Yes, correct. And okay. play special teams. Okay. Uh, Magic Mike, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, or Dolphins will represent the AFC versus the 49ers, Eagles. Agree? Not sure I'd be quick to dismiss the, the Cowboys yet. I think I'd throw in the Cowboys as another possibility in the NFC. I'm not buying Detroit. Their defense is too bad. But um I'm, I, feel like, I feel like he's missing an AFC team. Oh, Jaguars. Maybe that's it. But the I Browns with Joe Flacco at the controls. Oh my gosh. Don't poo-poo it. Don't poo-poo it. Joe Flacco is done. Finished toast. Stick a fork in him. Are you sure about that? Yes, I'm positive. I've watched him for like four years. He should have been out the league like three years ago. Okay, we shall find out. Who, old man Jeb, and I got to get out of here soon. Um, that's a warning. Um, who likely starts on the line this week? Um, I'm going with Teron Armstead next to Lester Cotton. Next to... Um, Connor Williams. Connor Williams, and then I'm going with Liam Eichenberg over Robert Hunt, Eichenberg. and then I'm going with Austin Jackson. Okay, I have Robert Hunt over Robert Hunt over Liam Eichenberg, and I have some breaking news. What's that? Chris Brooks will not be activated this Thank week. He's just been downgraded to out. Ooh. Okay, that's interesting. How's that? How's that? Some bonus breaking news here. Uh, yeah, I disagree with Omar. I think Robert Hunt's gonna 
and actually start. You think he's gonna? You think this is the week that he's gonna make his return? Yeah, and it's the same pattern with Connor Williams. Connor Williams was active, didn't play for one game, and he was yeah. active the next game. I, don't I, see I, I think that there's no benefit. I mean, there's no downside to resting him one more week. And Robert Hunt is a very valuable piece and a key piece. And I think that you can get through this game with Liam. And I think Liam is trending up. And you know how critical I am of Liam. Oh, no question. But and I, I think the curiosity there is you need to see that. You need to see that. Well, even though this is a real big physical interior defensive line. So let me let me abort my previous thought process and say, yeah, Robert Hunt, you know what? Come on back. I I yeah. Oh for you. Um so what about everyone says Tua is first read QB accurate or not? Man, stop. That's part of the offense. Obviously, I and mean, he's more effective if he, if he can go to his first read, but that's every quarterback in the NFL. I'm sorry. Two is one of the best quarterbacks in terms of reading the field and reading defenses. I, I Quarterbacks will tell you there's very few who are better than him. And the people who are better than him are Aaron Rodgers. Who, like, who, and who, who will say that? Quarterbacks in this league, in the who, NFL. Who has said that? Um, Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, is it Daniel Jeremiah? Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah, um, RG3. Oh, said quarterbacks. Daniel Jeremiah was not a quarterback. Not, not Jerem Jeremiah. Um, played for the Lions. Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky. But which, by the way, which, by the way, since this was brought up, I don't know if it was social media or in the mailbag or whatever that people are complaining about, like the national media always dumping onto a no, no. Dan Orlovsky is a huge fan. Robert Griffin's a huge fan. Emmanuel Riddick is a huge fan. Emmanuel Agba is a huge fan. Tuanon has this mentality where you you think everything is negative about Tua. You know what? You know what Tua is? Tua is clicks. And Tua is people. Tua, Tua, when people talk about Tua, it brings clicks. Tua is a top five click generator, eyeball creator in the NFL. That means people will constantly be talking about him. So Get used to it, Dolphin fans. You're relevant, which is exactly why Steve Ross will big him, give him the big fat check, and Poupard will be angry. I will be angry if he if I don't see him as deserving it. That's all correct. Because shocker, I want the Dolphins to succeed big. Yes. And uh, here we go. And, and understand for the Dolphins to succeed big, everybody makes more money. Like, including, including us, including yeah. us. Hope people like realize that they win, we make more money. Like, and it's more fun to cover big games. Like, yeah, like, don't think we sit here cheer against them. Like, no, like, your success means more money for us. Laura's supposed adherence to integrity is hilarious to me, considering. He cut his teeth in New England where cheating was good. Listen, Flores was so low on the level. When the, 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 Thank the, you. The, the, cheating, the cheating was like four levels ahead of where yeah, Flores right. is. Yeah, like. Oh, interesting. Using Madden terminology, who would who would guys on the team label as the hit stick? Man. No, I like that question, actually. Um, this is a hit stick. Deshaun Elliott. Deshaun oh, Elliott's on. Oh the my God, we did it! Answered the same thing at the same time. We are an old married couple. Oh my Lord, not good. All right. <laughs> How about five bucks to catch you guys? <laughs> uh, thanks, David. I'm not sure that's gonna cut it, but 
Um, uh, oh lordy, we have too much fun on this. Oh god, dude, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna acknowledge this dude here. Uh, I'm assuming you're the same account on Twitter. I will. I mean, hat tip for your perseverance. I mean, Tua's already acknowledged that he loves the old school throw. Everybody loves. Old school throw. I know, but I mean, it's not coming back. I know, but this gentleman here or, or lady here, I mean, you, you want to talk about persistent about that. Um, but it, actually, I find it funny. Rod, we know the stars who are the three biggest hun, unsung heroes on the team. Okay, let me start. Go ahead. Um, Raheem Mostert. Does, I don't know if you consider him a star. Does not get the credit that he deserves. Um, okay. Um, as a player. Um, I think Cater Kohu who earlier this season was taking a lot of lumps because he was playing probably out of his depth. Um, very, very good right now in his role as a nickel cornerback. And my third unsung star, Connor Williams, because it's majestically beautiful, except for the snapping. Um, Connor Williams' film is super sexy, um, except for snapping. I get I I'm so past this I'm so over the snapping like I'm sorry I think if he was playing with better guards you'd see a lot more a lot more downfield blocking if he if he actually felt like he could trust the guards to do their jobs and right now with what's next to him right now can't trust it but I want to see get see them get to the point where Connor Williams is free they they have the guards that could do their one-on-one -on -one assignments and Tehran is out there, everything slanted the other way, and then Connor Williams is just going downfield, second level blocking, attacking a linebacker, creating that crease, and Raheem or or one of the or Devon is is running through it. Every beautiful play that you've ever seen the Miami Dolphins from a run game standpoint, look for Connor Williams, and you will see how majestic it looks. I apologize if that was kind of um, R rated, but. I love line play. No, really? Since when? Oh, it's so sexy. It's just, it's, oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. I have to go in a different direction after that. I mean, I can't top that. Because um, I don't look at offensive linemen as being sexy. In fact, they're, they, they they call them the big uglies for a reason. So anyway, <laughs> they do. That's not, that's not my term. They call them the big uglies. Um I would go. I'm going to throw out. I'm going to try to throw out different names than you did. Durham Smythe would be one guy. The janitor. Not catching a ton of balls, but he is very good uh, with his blocking. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I would go with Cater Co. I have to go. I have to top match with Cater Co. Who a lot of with his tackling. The dude does just not miss tackles. And I'm going to throw out. A special teams guy only because the special teams have not been an abomination this year like they were last year, other than the kickoff return against Denver, which didn't matter. And I'm going to go Justin Bethel, Duke Riley were the guys who constantly will always lead in terms of uh, of special team snaps game after game after game. Consistency. Okay. Yes, they are consistent. They are consistent. What else we got? We want to tackle as many quick questions as possible. Yeah. McDaniel is a perfect coach for Tua. Do you think Tua can do well in a different offense under different leadership? Could that factor into his contract discussions? Um, I don't know. I also think 
I, I don't think it would because I think I think it's a marriage. I think I think if they extend if they extend two or a McDonald and McDaniel extension is not far behind. Yeah, I think they one and the other. You already heard on Hard Knocks, McDaniel's talking about his contract extension and he wants a big fat blinged out Woody Johnson chain. Um, you think our D line is top ten? Uh even without trick question. It's a trick question. Uh you're already top ten. Um it's a trick when... question, Omar. Come on, man. Yes. Jalen Phillips is not a defensive lineman. Ha! Ah. He's a linebacker. So the question is, is a is the front seven top ten even without JP? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, you just had an abundance there with Wilkins, Sealer, Raekwon, who's done a good job, Chubb, Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle. Now you remove Phillips from the equation. I think it's still a borderline top ten. Oh, I got to bring this one up. My <laughs> unless you're unless you're five years old, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take offense to this. <laughs> Poop is Poop is happily married. I was gonna say, tell Nana I'm happily. happily <laughs> oh gosh, uh, I, don't, I don't think I should be flattered or offended by that. Um, uh, I don't think Herbert was playing that great last year when he got his contract extension. What was his pass rating in December? Oh, don't start poop on that. Oh my God! I, I actually wrote it down because I, I knew I knew it would come up at some point. If you get Omar, hold the fort for a second. I'm going to go get get the paper on which. Okay, I I'll find another question. Um, but yes, uh, Poopard, you know he's the, crazy with those numbers and stats, and and trust me, he looked it up. Um, yes, and I believe it's it's pretty impressive what what he's done in December. Omar says he's a trench fan. I do not know what he sees. It took weeks to get get him to lay off seventy four. Um, who's been playing well? Okay, all right, cool. I'm back. Yes, seventy four. Herbert last year, the Chargers were four and two in December, January. He had a ninety four point two passer rating. Better than Tua. I was gonna say which is better than eighty one. So, um, X hasn't done much this year. X will get spanked by Diggs. When was this? What you mean when they they rematch against Buffalo in Week 18? Yeah, apparently. I guess I don't know. Mm. I'm sorry, Stefan. Flat out told X, I'm glad you're not covering me. So uh, I don't really. You know the weird part about that too. What's that? Um, like if you remember in, in 2020, when Byron Jones got hurt, mm. and they decided to match up. He was matching up with, with Stefan Diggs one-on-one, -on -one, and then he got hurt, and they stuck Noah on Stefan Diggs instead of having X on him. Mm -hmm. I remember that. They put X on the speed guy because Noah didn't, Noah didn't have any speed. No offense, Noah. Well, and then X got beat deep also. Yeah. Um, I, I've never said that X is, is flawless. I'm trying to look up right now what his opposing passer rating, what quarterback's passer rating with him in defense is. Um, I'm struggling to find it at the present moment, but I'll get there. Um, find another question, Poopard. Uh, do we want to do we want to go there, Omar? Do we want to go there? What? What? Go where? Why you and Big O break up? Both you and I. Do we want to go there or no? Because I'll answer it very quickly. Um, Poopart, uh, Big O told us we'd never be a success here doing this on our own, and we make more money in one day than than we would make for a month from Poopart. 
continue. Go ahead. Uh, and was for, that too transparent? Well, it was. There's more to it than that for me. It became too adversarial. It's like uh, if I'm going to have a guest on a, on a podcast, I'm not going to talk over him and tell him he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about if I disagree with him. So, okay. How's that for transparent? Yeah, uh, he's still a great. He's still a good guy. Um, one of the pioneers in this business. It's all absolutely respect him. Um, we, we, and he know and he knows his stuff. I, I just not necessarily a huge fan of the of the approach, but he knows he knows his stuff. I will give him that. All right. Uh, how can you? Hello, Peter. Sorry. What are Washington's defensive weaknesses? We will be focusing on ground game. Are they weaker against the pass? Keep up the great work. Go Habs. Your uh, edges are weak. So they're not going to prevent much of a pass for us. Their interior, their defensive line is godly good. Um, probably not as good as, as Sealer and Wilkins, but it's pretty damn good. Um, their cornerbacks have breakups, I, I mean, have breakdowns all the time. So their secondary doesn't play in unison. So Mike McDaniels is going to be focused on causing and creating breakdowns by putting together a lot of motion and a lot of Tyreek and everybody's going to have to guess who's got Tyreek and who doesn't have Tyreek. And that's how the Dolphins are going to beat the snot out of them. I was going to answer very simply with what are Washington's defensive weaknesses by saying, yes, <laughs> they're 30th in the NFL and points allowed. No, are they uh, points out? Sorry. Uh, I forget. I think they're last in points allowed. They're, Last in turnover ratio, 30th in yards allowed, but they do have two stud defensive tackles. That's basically what they have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to get to make sure that we answered every question because I'm actually going to a vegan festival today. I've been I've been losing a lot of weight. Um, I'm eating healthier or actually not eating. Um, That's unhealthy, bro. Such such as life. Um, I'm losing weight. It helps. Um, Omar, we need you healthy for these podcasts. I, I'm, not, I'm not hungry, so I'm not eating. It, um, this is a question that we need to answer because um, it's Earth's even a consideration to being part of the team. It's funny on Friday. I poopard missed this because I don't think he, he is there. Um, we were walking by, um, going inside the locker room, and I believe it was Joe Shad who saw Chris Greer on the phone and Joe Shad said to him, Hey, so you call him, is that Zach Ertz on the phone? And he laughed. Um, I do not think that the Dolphins need Zach Ertz primarily because they have Chase Claypool. And if I'm going to figure out and find a role for Chase Claypool, it's would be Zach Ertz's role. I think Chase Claypool is more of an H-back slot receiver pseudo tight end than he is a wide receiver. Um, and I would be using Ertz in the exact same role. I don't I don't think the Dolphins have a roster spot to elevate Chris Brooks, much less add a Zach Ertz. And I think you need to elevate Chris Brooks more than you need to add Zach Ertz. We have okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in. I don't disagree with what you said necessarily, but they do have two roster spots that they can create. Easily, Robbie chose an Eli Apple. Um, I, while I while I do think the Dolphins could use Arts because he's a very good pass rusher, and then he's got if you if you believe in such things, he's got playoff experience. He's won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. However, I, I kind of get the feeling he's gonna he's gonna wind up either in Baltimore where they lost 
Mark Andrews, and he can play a big role in that offense because Lamar likes throwing love mm -hmm. Mark Andrews. Good catch. Or, or he could go back to the Eagles where Dallas Goddard is dealing with a farm injury and he's not supposed to play, for example, yeah. tomorrow. I don't even know. What, oh, they played the 49ers tomorrow. A, a um, lot of times when a guy is released this late, it's primarily because he was his requested his release. So don't be surprised to think that it this was his request. Yeah, this is this is not him getting out so he can go join a team that he 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 wants to join. And and unfortunately, that's not the Miami Dolphins. Omar, well, because I, I don't think I mean I think anybody from the outside would look at the Dolphins, and especially if you're a pass catcher, going to be like, oh, I'm going to go watch Tyreek and Jalen Waddle gobble up all the catches. No thanks. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it's true. Yeah, you're, you're being real, and that's honesty. Holy crap. Um, let me get this in because I don't even know I, if we saw this. Love the podcast. Been following Omar for a long time. I love hearing the unvarnished opinions. Chris, we thank you greatly, tremendously. Um, love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. And how long have you been following me, Chris? Any of you haven't, start now. <laughs> yeah. Um, um no, let me let me go back very quickly to the other point I was making. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of question of like, and we address this, and I, I've thought about this of like, Dolphins need a third re receiving option to emerge. Uh, they do. Hold on, they do if something happens to Hill and Waddle, because you know, dude, what's been one of the big complaints on the offense this season? Waddle's and not Waddle's getting not enough getting, catches. Uh, yeah, but he's getting. Now we're gonna bring in somebody else. If Hill and Waddle are are in the lineup and healthy, you know damn well that. They're going to get 80 to 90% of the targets. I'm exaggerating, but most of the targets. And the Dolphins can succeed that way. No more can shake his head as much as he wants. I'm may I said what I said. Okay. I believe that there's a world where you can take all of the secondary deep and then you can destroy a team underneath. Take all of the secondary deep with Waddle and, and Tyreek running the nine routes and destroy, a, 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 destroy linebackers with tight ends and slot receivers and running backs catching balls out the backfield and making one guy miss. Dolphins are not doing that lately. And why? Cause why? You don't want my answer. I'm not going to tell you to you. Because they want to feed Tyreek. Because they need to feed Tyreek. No. They need, they need him on that wall. What? No. Wrong movie. No? Okay. No, I do want your answer. Go for it. Um. I don't think they have the protection to have have to have the time to find. Stop it! Stop it! I told you you didn't want my answer, and I gave you my answer, and then you you act like this. I want to I want to mint. <laughs> I was right because I told you 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 didn't want my yes, answer. Yes, you were right. All right, you were right. Where has Sean asked? Where has Craycraft been? Tua loves getting the ball to him, but he's been non-existent since his return, bro. He's been back like two games. And and loves getting the ball to him. You want? Do we want to check how many catches no, he got in the year? No, it's no. He doesn't. So it doesn't love getting the ball to him. No. Right. Uh, Kyle, I know you've been asked a ton, but do you see us in the Super Bowl if we hit a stride? Well, how big is a stride? What's a strike? A stride. Oh, stride. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If they play great and they don't lose games, they'll go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they they. You know no. the recipe for making it to the Super Bowl? Host the every game. Line. The offensive line. Post every game. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a smart ass. Sometimes I can't help myself. But Kyle, yes, if, to answer your question. Yes, if if they if if they you get my the ranking, sometimes comment. <laughs> if they get cranking, yes, they absolutely have the roster to get to the Super Bowl. And this is where, 
What? I'm laughing at this. The Billy says Tyreek is our tight end and our wide receiver <laughs> one server. <laughs> You're not that far off. <laughs> hey, man, if he breaks 2,000, which is his goal, and it's without a doubt Mike McDaniel's goal, it is what it is. No, and, and here's the thing. I know you, I'm sure you've gotten those comments on Twitter as well. They're focusing too much on Tyreek. Okay, sure. They're still number one in NFL in total offense, and they're number two in scoring offense. So is it such a bad thing? You have the most dynamic weapon in the NFL. I think you probably should squeeze the hell out of that juice. I agree with you. On that note, let's end the stream because we've been going a hundred an hour and 40 minutes. So that's a hundred, hundred minutes of podcasts. That was fun. It was. I enjoyed it. And and hopefully we will do it again later. Um tomorrow right after the game immediately after the game as you know uh we will join you right after the game and hopefully we can dissect this dolphins a win um hopefully it's a win because if, if it's a loss it might derail everything that this team wants to accomplish Agreed. Hopefully, oh well hopefully the offensive line doesn't let the team down <laughs> You you laugh. I'm dead serious. I do laugh, and I predicted I, I did them, uh, on alldolphins.com the comprehensive preview, and I predicted the final score of 32 to 17 for the Dolphins. I I have a very hard time seeing them, you know, not not producing big numbers offensively in this particular game. Mm-hmm. And we will see who is right. You can find all our coverage on alldolphins.com. We thank you guys for watching. Um, we thank you for participating. We thank you for showing us the love that you do. Um, like, subscribe, rate, listen, five minutes tops. It benefits us tremendously. And we love you and we thank you for your support. We'll Enjoy see the vegan fest tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.